Yo, welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's The Mix, powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the brand new Daily Fantasy app where we actually make money. And if you were watching the show and had shares of Greg Dolce de Leche like I did in the Bronco game, then you got paid as well. Yes, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. And in just a minute, after I earn it, man, I've been up prepping this bad boy. I'm going to ask you to stick your cartoon fingers up inside me. That's the like button up on YouTube because it matters way more than it should. Are we ready for week seven? Thursday night foosball. It's actually viable football teams, or at least one of them and a half, maybe. I'm not actually, maybe I'm not so sure. It's the Cardinals and the Saints, New Orleans, heading into the desert, I believe. Now, enough of that. We need more of this, right? It's the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere with your host, John Legaza at John Legaza, J-O-H-N-L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A, John Legaza flow sharper than a razor. We're doing our blue chip players for tonight. We're using Run the Sims to get the highest projected players on the slate. And then we're going to do a little cost per point analysis using those same projections and coming up with the best values on the slate. And then I got a player prop for ya. But come on, let's just dive into the work. We got so much to do and so little time to do it. Yes, I was correct. It was the Saints going to the desert. Look, I just... One of my mental blocks is the home and away stuff in football. And I know that can get you in trouble. It's always trying to right people always be working on the craft trying to get better and better at the things that we do why because i really don't believe that you stay the same i think if you think you stay the same you're probably getting worse at whatever it is and if you keep like compounding that you end up terrible at something so try and get a little bit better at something every day incrementally and then when you look back you'll say wow what an improvement all right it's the blue chips brought to you by jock market download that app for free use the promo code mmn they're going to match the first hundred bucks for free and if it's free it's for me well i told you we were going to make it we've been doing pretty well in jock market lately and i think it makes a lot of sense as we've adapted to the new slate size i think our approach is greater than sorry so let's dive up into it the top projected players on this slate for the saints down in nola it's alvin kamara started getting that juicy juicy usage last week hachi machi liberace with the 18 point projection you got to think he can get that in any game script player like this is the guys that we love to get behind up or down he's catching passes running the ball last game out he looked like the best player on the field really good to see Kamara getting the rock like that and I think he gets a boost from Andy Dalton right more of a game managing kind of let's not blow this the best way to not blow it is give the ball to your best player man as much as you'd like to knock backup QBs and guys like Dalton understanding that the football belongs in the hand of your best players is something that works and there are more than enough teams that just don't get that so Kamara with the top projection at 18 then it's gap 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 down to Andy Dalton at 13-5 like I said very vanilla very game manager hard to back him on jock market because quarterbacks are generally expensive and it's tough for a guy like Dalton to pop the top then Olave welcome back Olave whoa gotta love my man he is a like legit wide receiver one I think the low projection here lack of volume or expected at least is probably based on a return I don't know a lot of times when players come back I just say full go so that's gonna be up to us we'll hash that out Again, a little bit later on, but I do like Olave. I think the projection is a bit low. Okay, don't be afraid to push back. Then it's Juwan Johnson. One note here. I did adjust this because Troutman, I don't think, is playing. And the projection system has Troutman getting his normal allotment in the games that Troutman hasn't played. It's all gone to Johnson. I feel pretty confident in that. So I like him with the eight-point projection. And Traquan Smith, secondary player with 7.7. But, you know, he could... 
he could pop it, but it's it's just been really tough. It's not really Dalton's game. I think they're better off near the line of scrimmage over to the Cardinals up in a desert. One of the most dysfunctional teams in the National Football League. I think I've seen every Cardinals snap. As much as I like Kyler Murray, he's not a knock on him. I think he's a very good player. They're just gross. They're not creative at all. It's the least creative offense in football. Just can't stand it. Murray has the top projection on the board at 21 and a half. Dropped down to... DeAndre Nuke Hopkins is back with the 17.2. So he's being projected right near Kamara. I'd rather have Kamara and the volume. Again, the Arizona pass game has not been very good. To Eno Benjamin, who let the entire world down as a chalk donkey with 16 points. Rondale Moore, who lost my prop play for me last week. I think he had 47,000 targets. And that's kind of the point. The Cardinals are not good. They're, and it's not even just a skill thing. It's like... It's square pegs and round holes. The offense is just terrible. It's Kyler running around everywhere and nothing happening. And then to Zach Ertz, really always going to have a pretty solid floor, I think, when that's the case, right? Kyler's running around, plays are breaking down, he ends up throwing the ball to the biggest guy on the field. Again, good players do good things. Let's handicap this bad boy really quick. New Orleans Saints offense. Really not as bad as you'd think. You know, 23.5 points for 65 plays and 382 yards per game those are all in the top third nearly six yards per play again in the top third they move a little bit slow uh, they are an over killer neutral seconds per play neutral script i should say 33 and a half seconds per play that might be dead last in the league only going for two and a half minutes time possession per drive they're not very efficient though i have like the run game as of late 15 percent rush dvoa over five adjusted line yards 28 attempts for 151 rush yards per game on the ground gotta like that remember the running back yards don't match that there are some Taysom hill you know rants in there but those are really really hard to predict i'm not really the Taysom guy but i'm, I'm not going to ignore the fact that he's there getting snaps and can impact the game the Saints pass game is really just meh at all right the minus six percent pass DVOA is just below average 34 attempts only 21 completions 230 yards per game 6.8 yards per attempt 10.7 yards per completion just kind of average it's the Cardinals defense that's been really wonky now it's they're very strong against the run which is generally a good place to begin when you want to be a good defensive unit the problem for the Cardinals is they're creating a pass funnel so the rush D again very good 4.2 adjusted line yards 24 attempts are only 103.8 yards per game 4.2 running back yards per attempt those are all in the top third probably in the top eight but then the passing stats really kind of falls off the cliff 16 percent pass dvoa they've only gotten 11 sacks they're not getting to the quarterback that's a five percent adjusted sack rate 23 completions allowed for 235 yards 6.8 per attempt 9.9 per completion really matches up perfectly against the saints the saints are probably able to do what they want to do as far as their boring passing right it's not like the saints are going to do whatever they want to be doing whatever it's just i don't think the cardinals are going to be able to handle just the saints very boring style of Offense, they're going to run the ball with Kamara. That's going to force a player up, right? They're good against the run. Like I said, that's going to open the space there. And it's going to be Alave. I don't think the Cardinals have an answer for him. I think he's the best player on the field. Getting him back, really a big deal for them. Arizona offense, it's just, ugh, I want it to be so much better than it is. They're only scoring 19 points a game, but they run the most plays. So what's going on? They're horribly inefficient. 4.8 yards per play near the bottom. I mean, to run the most plays and get... Middle of the pack yardage, 345 per game, just not any good. 
it's it's really really frustrating 34 yards per drive is good they eat up more than three minutes per drive which is good 75 percent drive success rate also is better than average more field goals than we want less touchdowns than we'd like it's just not there for them right now it's just not there they tried to force the run game i just think everything they do looks so incredibly predictable and you see that in these alignment statistics everybody is at like 100 percent, right it's a, it's was Marquise Brown on the left side 100% of the time. And now it's going to be Hopkins on the left side 100% of the time. It's just, they're really, really boring. and They don't scheme the ball into the hands of their best players. Something that I mentioned, again, at the outset. So I just don't really know what to expect for Arizona. I think everyone is consistently trying to buy the dip of the talent, buy the dip of the talent, buy the dip of the talent. Well, to me, the talent was Marquise Brown. And now that talent has gone astray. So I can't really get down with... The Cardinals' offense, I mean, the passing offense, again, just wildly inefficient. 43 attempts, but only 5.3 yards per attempt, 8.2 yards per completion. I think those might be dead last. You're just not going to survive on that kind of stuff. I got some positional defensive stuff as well. Again, I'm always trying to stuff, you know, five pounds of shite into a three-pound box. Holla if you hear me. You know what I'm saying? Rate, review, and subscribe. That's a thank you. Press the like button if you think I'm putting on a bit of a display. I'm really up before the crack of dawn to bring you what I hope is one of the best mixtures of... Analytics and theory plus handicapping and daily plus jock market and like all this different life stuff and understanding and hopefully you had a laugh, maybe even make a friend or two because I know that's going on up in the community. Really do appreciate all you people. Remember, get up in the comments. I will get to you. Get on Twitter and tag me, tag Patty, and just boom, let us know how good of a job we're doing, man. People love that stuff in the internet age. Plus, you know, I throw you a retweet and all that goodness, right? One hand washes the other. The main positional thing, jumping off the board here, besides both teams being very tough on the running back, neither allowing more than 20 fantasy points a game to the running back room. That's really tough. Is the Arizona Cardinals, the against tight ends, have been terrible, allowing 19 fantasy points a game, seven and a half catches for 84 yards. Flip side, Saints, D has been very tough on tight ends, only 6.7 fantasy points a game. That's incredibly rough. Saints, D has gotten touched through volume by wide receivers. So I guess what Hopkins gets forced to rock. Um, the big injury though, I'm sorry, in secondary. Oh gosh, shame on me. Um, Marshawn Lattimore did bring up three DNPs in a row. So again, let me flip that and go, yeah, they'll probably get it done with Hopkins. But Hopkins is not this like field stretching world beater anymore. Those days are gone. He's good at the point of the catch. So he'll probably be able to get what he wants so but what's that short passes maybe some first downs I, again are they going to scheme him into it i just don't know i i don't know so that's your blue chip section again i love camara especially for jock market he has a chance to be the number one player you gotta like murray i'm afraid the price is going to be too high then after that i don't know maybe Olave has a chance to be the top scoring player I know people are falling in love with Taysom Hill. I can't pay the premium for that wide range of outcomes, right? I'd rather, I'd rather lose on that one. And then past that, it's just really boring. You know, Rondell Moore works around the line of scrimmage. Zach Ertz going to work around the line of scrimmage. Maybe you think Hopkins gets into the end zone a couple times. So watch the IPO for him. So we're really kind of focusing on Kamara, Olave, Kyler Murray, and Nuke Hopkins as that central point to be that top return. Remember, $25 top return per share in jock market. So I try and keep that IPO price for my top share plays, right? The players I'm expecting. Although I'd like everyone to finish first. Generally, it doesn't happen. No, Greg Dulcich finished fourth, and he was at the bottom. So remember, you can, in showdown slates, any, anything can happen, especially with defenses on the field. So keep that in mind. Those are our guys that we're going to be circling 
And again, like Eno Benjamin, maybe from like a volume standpoint, just like touch, you know, standpoint, he could finish first. I just, I am like so, so, so worried about the Arizona offense. And I think, you know, yeah, he had his 18 touches, but it was only, what, 65 combined yards and no scores. Again, you could just see Kyler getting thrown off by the defensive front seven and the Saints and struggling because that's kind of what they've done all year. So, all right, my man. That was the blue chip section. Rate, review, and subscribe. You know, press the like button, all that good stuff. Let's get the ball into the red zone with the penny stock section. But first, let me just take a quick breath. All right, let's get it. The ball is... In the red zone. Let's punch the pig skin right in. It's your penny stock section brought to you by Jock Market. Love the daily app. Promo code is MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. And it's more than enough money to do damage. I think that's the most important thing. Though I always preface it with this. If you're a first-time player, I know we are getting a lot of that. We are at, we're showing people the light, right? DFS is cool. Conventional DraftKings is cool. FanDuel is cool. Not knocking it. It's a nine-team parlay. It's extremely hard to hit. And you are forced into Positional requirements and stuff like that. In a showdown, why not use the freedom, USA, you know, and pick the players that you want. You just pick a quarterback. You just pick a tight end or not at all. So for the new players, I'm recommending that you play on paper. This is called demo trading, you know, on Wall Street, meaning you don't have to use your cash. You can just see if you're going to be profitable first. People kind of lead with their chin in gambling, which is a big mistake. They end up losing and then throwing, you know, more good money after bad. So try to make your money on paper first. Write down the closing prices are obvious. You know, I like this player one share, this player one share, and then check it out and see how it closed and see if you would have made money. I have found in showdowns, you circle a couple players at the top with a ceiling price, right? Remember, $25 return. I like 12 50 because it leaves for you for two to one, though I would have to mention a player like Kyler Murray who dual, can dual thread it you got to give a little burst to, right? He has to get a little bit. If you look up on the screen for the audio-only listeners, hop on over to YouTube, grab a screenshot, or on Twitter, Mayo Media Net Handle, or myself, at John Legaza. I have all these numbers out there, and I do say it every time. I help people to get tired of the repetition. But we do have new people, and I think it's as important as seeing all the information at once and having something to refer to, getting familiar with the numbers, right? That's, I think, the most important thing. How showdown slates are different from main slates. In showdown slates, we want our cost per point around 500, hopefully. In main slates, we get that down to like 300. Why? That's why I recommend new players play in the main slates. a lot cheaper to get a chance at the top. Pop. And then ownership. And then, of course, we're doing IPOs for Jock Market as well. No one else is integrating all this stuff. So, again, I just have all this stuff here. And if you want to find it on the app, you have to go one by one by one. And, again, me just overdoing where player A is going to do what we do here is overdo. You know, hog and how if you hear me, Mayo Media Net is what we do, man. You know, me and you, the Cork Stats crew. All right, Kyler Murray and Andy Dalton at the quarterback position. Murray with the top projection, of course. The 11-2 salary reflects that, although, remember, remain lesson over and over until we remember these things to the point you start using them in your real life. Just because things are expensive doesn't mean you cannot find value in them in the math reflects that. So, Murray... With the 11-2 salary opposed to Andy Dalton 9-4, Murray coming in at a much better cost per point 520 opposed to Dalton 696 because of the high projection. And then I think he has a wider range, that band of top outcomes. And again, that's reflected in the expected $16 IPO. This might be the one exception where you do go to $16 and grab a single share of Murray because I really do think he's the top player, right? He has to be one of the top two players to profit there. And I think he is that. I just don't see... 
two other players finishing above him, up or down, right? Because if they Cardinals win, he got them there. And if they're losing, he's be doing the hummingbird thing where he's just running around the guy's feet, like, like twinkle toes, you know, Flintstone. Uh, just, he's a ridiculous player. Love Kyler Murray. Just, they're a cliff and that stuff. And they're an absolute disaster. It's, it's, it's horrible to watch, mate. There are certain teams that I fret watching, and the Cardinals certainly are one of them. Into the running back room, we go. It's Eno Benjamin. I mentioned he's going to get the rock. So the 16-point projection probably makes a lot of sense. The 8-2 salary, 5-15 cost a point. All that stuff really checks the box. The 56% ownership makes him tough. But you only have so many choices. You think you're going to have to get with Eno Benjamin. The one thing I'm looking at is the 885 IPO. Remember, he was one of the players on the short list of blue chips that we liked. He comes up at the single-digit IPO in a showdown slate. That's where I'd like to go. So I may even forego Murray at 16. I'd much rather have two shares of Eno Benjamin where he he only has to be one of the top five or six players in the game. I think five players in the game, excuse me. And that will do it, right? So uh, there is a lot of nuance that I think we're covering here that a lot of shows are not. In particular, like I said, when it comes to jock market. Sorry, I do have it here while I was rambling. I brought up. So this is your showdown returns. The first player is 25, like I said. The second is 20. The third is 16. The fourth is 12. The fifth is 10. And sixth is 8. So like... Man, five players would have to beat Eno Benjamin if he comes in at 885. Circle him as a must. Alvin Kamara, gotta love him across the board. Just all of the juiciness that we love. The cost per point coming in a bit high, but like I said, I think the projection might be a bit low. He's the touchdown guy. Takes him scoring from 50 yards out. You just can't write that stuff into your narrative, although we didn't mention the narrative and consistency, but I do want to do that, right? So I'm not right and you're not wrong. We are just different in our approach. I try and show you, pull the curtain, and I try to show you the underpinnings, right? The rate stats and the advanced stats that I use to come to my conclusion. Then just be consistent in your narrative. So if you disagree with me, make sure it reflects in the board. And if you agree with me, let's make sure we're following through because that's a mistake that I've made, even as a pro. You know, these things happen. Uh, you know, it just happens. Again, it's just, it's part of it. We, decision, I, I'm a very good test taker. I've always been because of, I think because I move and talk so fast that when it's time to get nuts, I live in the red line. So for me, it's very easy. Things kind of slow down. There's a life lesson for you. Talk faster. All right, think faster. Sleep faster. That's an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Sleep faster. I hate the boy, the man. Nobody's talking about, man. All right, so then it's Ingram, who I just can't get with the ridiculous cost of 0.945 because the 5.2 salary does not reflect the 5.5 points. No thanks to 10% ownership. You can have it. 345 IPO. Again, I think you can have it. I just think you can have it. He's not getting the rock enough to round down more, who is a disappointment. But the cost per point below that 500 number we had. So I think regardless of the 50% ownership, you get with Rondale more. He's getting used, getting used all over the place. It just, it sucks, right? That fucking saying. It's gonna, it's always gonna come back to me to these, the analysis that I do, right? So I'm, again, consistency being thorough. And so it's there. So hold on, let's get some round there more stuff. Okay. 91% of snaps. So that's fantastic. But only routes on 42% of the dropbacks. Since he's come back, he has gotten the usage. 10% team target share, 7% of the air yards. That's on a season. Okay, but when you get down to the more granular stuff, 1.08 yard per route run, trash, 5.22 air yards per target, trash, 80% of his targets are less than 10 yards. So, like, those are, that's terrible. You know, it's just it's just not what we're looking for. Uh, people are expecting this really high kind of upside for more. I just don't really see it. So, again, he could get there on volume. I'm more into the price. I'm more into the cost per point than my boy Olave, who I really like at 13 in DraftKings. I think this is a, an undersell because he is the end zone target. He's 
the main dude in New Orleans, right? Compared to more the the usage stats are really thick. You know, he's earned 42 targets in the year, 25 catches for 389, 22% of the team target share, 36% of the air yards. That's missing time, but 28% target per route run, 2.6 yards per route, 17.7 air yards per target, one third of the targets under 10 yards, so two-thirds of the targets over 10 yards. Get with Olave, that's the guy you want with the mid kills per point, 573. Single-digit IPO, though, is right around 10. So again, this slate kind of lining up to the guys that we like. Remember, I'm not going to get away from it. I'm sticking to my guns, and I'm saying no thanks to the rest. We mentioned in the last game, we said Dulcich, we said Lat Murray against all odds, and we got Boom, we got it, right? And I didn't stretch and, and go. We stayed consistent. We stayed in our lane and got paid in the shade, laid like an egg, baby, baby. So then DeAndre Hopkins, I can't get to the 17-point projection until I see first. Though, again, I do understand if it is going to be a red zone thing. I think the expectation for him is to, like, go off 12 catches, 160. I'm not seeing it. In the first game back, you can have that. So I'm not going to go get it. I'm going to watch it first. If Hopkins' IPO ends up in, like, the double digits, it's reading at 11 here. If the public takes him way up, I'm going to short DeAndre Hopkins and make that my experiment. I wouldn't recommend that until I come back with results. But they do have Jock Morgan has a shorting option. I was a, a nefarious stock bear for years. I mean, I was just shorting every time. I was shorting ever. I was just shorter, man, because I used to love to watch the world burn. Some men just like to watch the world burn. All right, last... Wide receiver, it's A.J. Green projecting 3.5 points, 2.6 salary, 7.42 cost per point. All this is just thanks, but no thanks. The single-digit ownership may draw in some people in DraftKings, but for us, we'll just say no thank ya. Yikes. 4.81 IPO is an absolute no-no when you compare next to Marcus Calloway has double the projection. So there's a perfect example of where Jock Market greater than sign DraftKings and why we do a lot of this analysis, kind of bidding these things and putting, again, the information up next to each other. I really, maybe it's me, I I consider myself to be pretty smart, but at telling people, admitting in public that I like pictures, <laughs> feel, doesn't feel as smart as maybe I'd like it to, but it does. Right? Having visualizations helps me, maybe because I move so fast, helps me to look at all these things and just get that kind of side-by-side comparison where, wait a minute, why chase A.J. Green? In, okay, there's that value lesson, just because he's 2.6 thousand in DK, it doesn't make him a value because you might only get the three and a half points projected by the good people that run the Sims, in which case he was a bust. Whereas if Callaway, the same IPO, but double the DK salary, right? So you see, it, it, I, I actually love this. It ended up being an accidental awesomeness for us. Everything is awesome. And then let's wrap it up with the tight ends. It's Jawan Johnson, eight-point projection. Again, I think we're going to be above the field right now because Troutman is still... I don't know why they're going to listen to him as anything but out. He hasn't practiced in days. I don't think he's going to play smash that soon, although teaser. Do 3,000 salary, he's a must. 375 cost per point, he's a must. 33 ownership, he's a must. 455 IPO, he's a must. So we're going to go aim for the top with maybe a little bit of Murray. Get some... Eno Benjamin and Chris Olave aiming for the top of the board. And then Jawan Johnson, if we snag the 450 IPO, he has to finish ninth or better. So we'll probably look for to get Juwan at 460, have him finish sixth on the board. Right again, Juwan to be realistic. To have him finish sixth, he had that other game. Dulcich was just okay and finished fourth. So this game, if there is not a lot of scoring, you could finish sixth. I don't know four for 50 and if he like rolls into the end zone like you're, you're in we're in there like swimwear for sure so that's your penny stocks brought to you by jock market you know download the bad boy rate review and subscribe all that awesome stuff all right that's our penny stock section we're now got a goal to go let's smash the rock into the painted area so i could do my little touchdown dance i should come with a new touchdown dance 
every single show. Uh, for those who don't know me, I'm a legitimate crazy person. This is not just an act, and I have won a dance competition on a cruise ship. And I have the very embarrassing videos to prove it. Oh, man, the last song was Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing. I mean, I'm just out of here clowning myself totally. But that's what it's all about, man. You know, I, I get to myself before you do, right? Other people care too much what other people think. I don't care. Y'all, I'm a barrel laughs, baby. All right, let's get this ball into the end zone. But first, a deep breath. All right, let's wrap this one up strong as always with our Week 7 Thursday Night Football reception prop that's brought to you by Jock Market. And all right, we're sticking with Juwan Johnson. This one, we already began to lay out. It was the Arizona matchup. is not any good. Their defense in general is not any good. And I believe the focus will be on Kamara, of course, and Chris Olave returning. So we're going to try and, again, count the punch from the punch, work around. We got uh, uh, smoked on DeAndre Carter in the last one, everyone seemed to hit it there. I guess, you know, my blind spot was par, par. I didn't realize he was going to be back and had that kind of role. And again, you know, we just got to move forward. It's always a, a matter of the balance of trying to correct as we're moving forward. Right? We can't stop the ship to cry about, about something. We can understand that I got to be a little more thorough in reports. This one, we know the back door there is Troutman. Even if he plays, I think it's decoy. It, 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 very rarely a guy's going to DMP, DMP, DMP all the way throughout. I don't think he plays. I just think this is a late announcement. So give me Jawan Johnson. If you see it up on the board, the standard prop is 25 receiving yards at minus 115. I saw minus 112, minus 118. You know, get it right around there. That one, I think, is a smash. And if you're into more of the detailed kind of betting stuff, you can check out my Patreon page. It's free. Free Treon for you and Metreon. Uh, John Legaza, NFL, MLB moving averages, all the same stuff. You can check it out on Twitter. It's a pinned tweet. We have a CLV model for betting, which is really, really successful so far, you know, as far as getting in front of these things. The outcomes have been good too, but oh, we're winning. But I think it's more about getting in front of the points and how these market moves. I think, again, I like to give people the tools that help them really take off from there, you know, right? These are the, this is the kind of critical tool that could help you change your trajectory of your own small business in betting. Right, so understand how these markets shift and thinking about money lines versus against the spread. And then we're doing prop betting and then, when, you know, baseball betting. And once baseball really comes, it's really you know, just freaking going nuts. So, yeah, check it out. It's all the, you know, nonstop degenerative action you could ask for. But I do have a little bit of cherry on top for this Johnson one. So check it out. All right, Juwan Johnson plus 30 yards in four of the five games he's played. So he seems like a lock to get to 25 in the two games without Adam Troutman, he ran um, routes on more than 70% of dropbacks. That's pretty much your elite level for tight ends, 70-75%. Earning in each of those two games, f at least 15% of the team target share, at least 17% target per route run. So he's he's being looked at. And then, again, I mentioned Arizona D per game versus tight ends. The 19 fantasy points is 31st. Seven and a half receptions is 32nd. And the 84 receiving yards is 31st. I've also got a... Here's a list... Of tight ends so far this year that have gone over this receiving prop. Travis Kelsey. All right, he's really good. Darren Waller. He's really good. Dallas Goddard. He's really good. Tyler Higbee. He's good, but it's volume. Noah Fant. All right, now we're starting to, like, drop off a little bit. Foster Moreau. <laughs> what? And Tommy Tremble. So, like, every single tight end and their mom seems to go for 25 receiving yards 
against these Cardinals as a tight end. The linebacking crew, not very good at defending the pass. So give me Juwan Johnson. He also used to be a receiver, I believe, in his college day. So I really like that transition. I think he fits in really well, and I think it fits into the scheme we'll be seeing. Again, Dalton, extremely vanilla. They don't really stretch the field. The eye of Sauron, the defensive focus, will be on Kamara and Olave. Not sure they're going to really care if Johnson goes, you know, six for 51 right i don't think they're going to care about that but us as betters do so last little thing is if you're into the old props that's what i like to post on my patreon page It'll, right again they can be frustrating but I, a lot of these are like plus 200 the juan johnson old prop for 40 yards is plus 220 so that's where i'm at i'd, I'd rather just risk a lot less and go for it not to go for it all like it's a moonshot i mean 40 receiving yards for a guy that's done it a couple times that doesn't have his counterpart, you know, in a game with that kind of matchup. So give me Juwan Johnson. I think all this planet's kind of aligned for him to go over that. But again, if you don't want to risk it and you'd rather just maybe get the layup, I think the layup is 25 receiving yards. That's available right now. I just checked it this morning, this lovely Thursday. And that will do it. It's the fastest show in NFL. Absolutely. Anywhere, man, right? Analysis, advanced stats, handicapping, I mean, DFS, shock market, just every single thing they can handle, every single thing. I mean, because I think that in itself is the key to succeeding in this new and ever-changing market of legality, right? So the influx of legalization has saturated markets with content. So I think first things first is knowing where to filter good content. I really feel like we're getting it here where there's just stuff no one else is doing. You know, the drive stats, the pace, the pace stats, and the rate stuff I think is really impactful. The route information and the application for jock market v conventional dfs i think is really really important and if you agree you know do all this stuff i just hard to ask for it. just do all this stuff love the internet reactions lately because i found believe it or not like it sounds corny but that's what's been the grower of the community right is people see regular people like wow this is awesome and just that means more than 100, you know, promotional tweets from the company itself. It's just always how life is, right? I think, again, that leads into why I think the show is so impactful because there's really a truly personal touch here. You know, I care very much about you. And anyone that's taken the initiative to reach out to me has knows that I'm going to answer you. Like, we're going to get down to it. And if the questions are really good, I put them up for the public. And if the questions are really, really good, they become tools. And some of the questions are really, 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 really good. And they end up as part of the model. Hat tip to one of my listeners out there that got us into the F5 team totals for MLB betting, right? To work with my model, the F5 model I do. And boom, we took off, made a bunch of money. Those bets are doing awesome, you know, and we're looking forward to it next season. So again, I'm really malleable and flexible because I feel like I have my ear to the ground, my, you know, my thumb on the pulse of the people, right? You, without you, I'm some fat idiot, like, screaming at his computer. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> right, man. Let's get out of here. I really enjoy you. My time is precious, and I try and treat yours, you know, the same. So, give me all the love. Give me all your love. Oh, give me this a song. Why is that not ringing? I'm a bit of a Rolodex with songs. I can name that. Oh, I'm going to name that tune guy for sure. All right, that's it. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down here at Mayo Media Net. You know, give us all the stuff. Rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Lots of cool DFS content. Mayo's content himself is off the rack, man. I just love Patty. I'm addicted to this Tim, Jeff, Pat combination. I'm just absolutely hooked. So, Enjoy the Thursday night game. It's Saints. It's Cardinals. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. And remember, when you work this hard, 
it's going to feel a lot less like luck. Peace.